Welcome to the Fuck Saving Face podcast. I'm your host, Judy Tsui, and together we'll explore mental and emotional health for Asian Americans, especially breaking through any taboo topics. Life may not always be pretty, but it is indeed beautiful. Let's make your story beautiful today. Welcome to today's mindfulness practice. I hope that throughout this week, through my own personal stories and hearing from Jane Co., the founder of A Taste of Cocoa, that you feel a bit more inspired or even feel a little bit more permission to pursue the very things that make your heart delight, that are very aligned to you, even if there are people around you or even within you, your personal self, who has doubts. Before we get started, I want to share with you this quote from Johann Wolfgang von Goethe. I think that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> and I came across this quote when I was doing a travel article in Colorado. I distinctly remember this adorable cabin that I was in and reading this quote and having it bring me to tears because I felt like it was a complete representation of everything that I had gone through and everything that I had always wanted coming to fruition, that I had always dreamed of being a travel writer. I couldn't imagine that that was my life right then and there, that I'd already had trips under my belt around the world, and that I got to do this thing that I loved, writing, in addition to another thing that I loved, traveling and bringing them together, and that I was getting to experience these once-in-a-lifetime opportunities, these remarkable five-star experiences, or even just the sweetest moments when I was at the bed and breakfast in Mexico and hearing the story of how the owner of this beautiful winery came to be, how she created this winery. And it was a story that was rooted in heartbreak and loss, as well as triumph and serendipity. So I'm going to read the quote to you now. Until one is committed, there is hesitancy, the chance to draw back. Concerning all acts of initiative and creation, there is one elementary truth that ignorance of which kills countless ideas and splendid plans, that the moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. A whole stream of events issues from the decision, raising in one's favor all manner of unforeseen incidents and meetings and material assistance, which no man could have dreamed would come his way. Whatever you can do or dream you can do, begin it. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now. And when I read that quote, I just wanted to start crying because I felt like that was exactly what I had done. I committed to my dreams. And through that, the amount of serendipity and synchronicity that unfolded for me to get to where I was in that moment, in that quaint little cabin in Colorado was remarkable. And I'll just share one more story before we get started with our mindfulness practice today. So what I've shared before in one of my personal essays is that after I broke up with my boyfriend in San Diego, I had to find a new place to live. So I found someone on Craigslist and through the serendipitous series of events, I ended up meeting her cousin who was the editor in chief of San Diego magazine at the time who sent me on my first travel article. What I didn't share is that later on, after I discovered how travel writing worked and I'd been on a couple of trips, I had to go get my Prius service, so I took it to the Toyota dealership. And while I was there, I saw someone holding a copy of Outside Magazine, and for some reason, my eyes just completely focused, almost tunnel-visioned on the magazine, and I just watched that magazine moving around the lobby. After getting my oil changed, I had a dentist appointment, so I'm sitting in the dentist's office, and then I see another copy of that exact same Outside Magazine. I pick it up, and I'm flipping through it, and then the dental assistant calls my name. 
I finish my appointment and then I go check out and I turn my head and see that that copy of Outside Magazine is still sitting there. So I ask the dental assistant if I can borrow the copy of the magazine. I'm not sure why. I just intuitively feel like I need a copy of that magazine. I need to bring it home. And I said, I'll bring it back to you since the office wasn't that far from where I was living at the time. And she said, no, no, that's okay. Why don't you just take the magazine? So I take the magazine, I bring it home, and I actually just leave it on the coffee table for a few days until one day I'm finally sitting on the couch and just decide to pick it up and flip through it. Well, I come across this article about Jordan Romero, who is the youngest person ever to summit Mount Everest, and about his father and how his father is an elite endurance athlete, and the story between the two of them. It was really compelling for some reason in that they kind of portray the father as potentially not crazy, but just, you know, really open to taking risks. And then it's a profile of Jordan and his mindset and why he wanted to be the youngest person ever to summit Everest. So fast forward a week or so, and I'm teaching yoga in Golden Hill. And in between my two classes, I had a three-hour break. So during those three hours, a lot of magic would often unfold at the time that I was teaching at this specific yoga studio. During this one particular time, I had shut off my phone to teach the first class. And then when I turned it back on, I had a message from Julia, the editor-in-chief of San Diego Magazine. And she asked, you know, I have this opportunity to send a reporter to Brazil to cover the Romero family. They're going to be doing their first endurance race after summiting Everest. Would you be interested in going? Just give me a call back. So I called her back. And when I got on the phone with Julia, she asked, have you ever heard of the Romero family? And I thought, well, yes, I have heard of them because I literally just read an article about them just this last week from that copy of Outside Magazine that for some reason, my intuition just kept tunneling my attention to. It ended up that it was an even more remarkable story that I'll tell it at a future time of how I met the family, how I needed to get a visa, how I banked on booking a one-way ticket to New York just to try to find this potentially shady visa office because there was no one else that could do a turnaround that quickly. And then everything that unfolded from there. But It would end up that when I met Paul Romero, the dad that I had read about in the magazine, he was, you know, just full of vibrancy in life and really did push you to the limit. And one of their taglines was, go fast, take risks. So he loved the fact that I took the risk to go to New York to get that visa without knowing if it was going to even pan out just so that I could get on this trip with them. So ultimately, I hope that that story and the stories that you've heard throughout this week show you that when you do commit to your dreams, that the universe does conspire in your favor. It's not to say that it's going to be without tests or trials or challenges or tribulations, because those things will happen too, to, I feel, kind of test or build the resiliency that you have around your dreams and that you do it even in the midst of fear. You don't do it because you're not scared. You do it because it means so much to you. And when you do it, even with the unknowns behind it, that it makes you come alive. And if you need a book about why our lives are so special, even in the midst of all of the challenges, then I highly recommend that you read Dying to Be Me by Anita Morjani. That book helped me to really shift the way that I looked at why we're here on this planet and how to really embrace every single moment, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is. Alrighty, 
So let's get into our mindfulness practice today. And the theme for today's practice is to be compassionate with yourself as you are potentially taking bigger risks, doing the things that other people might not understand why you want to do. But within you, you have that calling and that knowingness that this is right for you. So wherever you are, see if you can find a comfortable space for your body and your being. If you're seated, start to bring awareness to anything that's making contact with the seat, soles of the feet, rooting into the ground, or maybe you're sitting cross-legged in your chair. If you're walking, if you're moving, if you're doing something, then just bringing your awareness to exactly what it is that you're doing, each and every micro-movement, you can begin by focusing on your breath. Begin to notice your inhalation. Notice your exhalation. And simply bringing your awareness away from the external world, more focused on your internal world. If today has been really frazzled, then see if you can focus on the exhalation, drawing that out a little bit longer, just to engage the parasympathetic nervous system a bit more, your rest and digest system. Or if you've been feeling a little bit sluggish, you could use some more energy and more vitality, then focus on your inhalation, bringing in new energy, new breath, new oxygen to revitalize all of your cells. Remembering that this is your mindfulness practice, I'm simply guiding you through the moments, but that you feel what feels right for you, what's going to work for you, take on what works for you and release the rest. So see if you can relax the muscles from the crown of your head all the way through the soles of your feet. You can imagine that you're drawing in your breath as this invisible thread, and that as you're pulling that thread through your body, down towards the soles of your feet, that you're also weaving in the sense of calm, of relaxation, of peace, and continuing to deepen your inhalation, balanced by your exhalation, as you draw that thread all the way through, through the soles of your feet, anchoring it into the ground. And then from here, connecting to the sense that we, as human beings, all want the same things. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. And ultimately, we want to be accepted for who we are, just as we are. Showing up in all of our imperfections, all of our mistakes, And even all the things that we can celebrate that make us wonderful, that make us feel wonderful, that are unique to us, our little quirks, our mannerisms, our preferences, our tastes. So remembering that we, as human beings, we all want these same things. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. We want to be accepted. 
There's a woman, Sylvia Borstein, and she's a mindfulness expert, and she led a guided meditation rooted in this idea of loving kindness, also known as metta. So this practice will be a blessing for yourself in pursuing the things that you love. You can think silently to yourself, may I feel safe, May I feel content. May I feel strong. May I live with ease. And we'll repeat it again to ourselves. May I feel safe. May I feel content. May I feel strong. May I live with ease. Take another deep breath in. And now, and we'll read it one more time as a blessing for ourselves. May I feel safe. May I feel content. May I feel strong. May I live with ease. And now bring into mind someone you love tremendously. It could be a partner a child, even a pet. Thinking of this person brings delight into your mind. And you probably have more than one, but for this practice, we will just choose one. And imagine them right in front of you. Imagine that they can feel you wishing for them. So you make this wish in your mind for your person. May you feel safe. May you feel content. May you feel strong. May you live with ease. And we'll do that again. For the person or the pet who you love, may you feel safe. May you feel content. May you feel strong. May you live with ease. And we'll pull one more person who you love very much. Imagine them before you. And make this wish for them as well. May you feel safe. May you feel content. May you feel strong. May you live with ease. Feel how that feels in you, in your body, in your energy, taking another deep breath in and a deep breath out. Let your body stay relaxed and feel easy. It might be helpful if you smile during this practice. And now think of a person who's a familiar stranger as in someone who you know, but you may not see that often, and you know bits and parts about their life, but you might not know them intimately. So this could be your local coffee shop barista. It could be your hairstylist. It could be a colleague. And consider blessing them with these same words. May you feel safe. 
May you feel content. May you feel strong. May you live with ease. As Sylvia would say, there are people you recognize in the world, familiar strangers, and then there are also the unfamiliar strangers, near and far. All of those around us here, all of those around the globe, people just like us, with lives, who want, just as we do, to live in safety and contentment, to be able to feel strong, to have lives of ease, who share with us these same wishes and hopes and dreams that we have as human beings. So for all those people, near and far, may you feel safe, may you feel content, may you feel strong, may you live with ease. Feel another breath in and another breath out. Blessing all of these strangers. And one last cycle of this meta loving kindness practice, calling to your mind's eye someone who is challenging for you. Someone who may not understand you. You may have different values and core beliefs. That could be a family member. It could be a parent. It could be someone who you've wished would rally around your dreams. Imagine them there. Who has the same needs as the unfamiliar strangers. The same needs as the familiar strangers and the same needs as that person who you love so dearly. Bringing them to your mind's eye and repeating after me, may you feel safe, may you feel content, may you feel strong, may you live with ease. And this might feel challenging, you might have some visceral responses in your physical body, allowing for those to be there. Taking a deep breath in, and then clearing it out with your exhale. Another deep breath in. Deep breath out. And returning to that blessing for yourself, giving yourself the compassion, the love, the support, the championing of all of your dreams, big or small, the things that are right for you, repeating once again for yourself, may I feel safe, may I feel content. May I feel strong. May I live with ease. We'll complete this practice with one more full cycle of breath. Breathing in deeply from the crown of your head through your toes. 
and then exhaling just as deeply, reversing that cycle of breath. If you've had your eyes closed, gently floating them open, coming back into the space, and back where you are. I hope that you know that I am cheering you on from wherever you are in the world, wherever you are listening to this, and that I look forward to staying connected as we all learn and grow and live our truths. See you next week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you liked what you heard and know someone in your life who might also benefit from hearing this episode, please feel free to share it with them. Also, if you'd like to support our show, you can make a one-time donation at fucksavingface.com or you can make a recurring donation at patreon.com forward slash fucksavingface. That's fuck without the U. Subscribe today to stay tuned for all future episodes.